0: Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art, where we bring you a new story about your world in every episode. Today's guest is Gabriel Hernandez, a.k.a. Margarita Swirls, a contestant in the annual Miss Adams-Morgans pageant. Gabriel will talk about the annual LGBTQ fundraiser in Washington, D.C. that has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for local queer nonprofits. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessigarciashow.com. It's that time again. Every fall, the Miss Adams Morgan's pageant returns to the nation's capital to showcase the best in amateur drag with a spirited competition that boasts a lot of creativity and, yes... A lot of risqué costumes donned by audience members. This D.C. institution is hosted by the DuPont Social Club, which puts on this popular one-of-a-kind spectacle. Contestants representing the states across America compete for the title of Miss Adams Morgan while being watched by hundreds of attendees who pay $100 a seat to experience over-the-top drag. Since 1988, the DuPont Social Club and Miss Adams Morgan's pageant have donated nearly $400,000 to D.C. area LGBTQ plus and HIV AIDS organizations. One of those pageant queens helping raise all that money is Gabriel Hernandez, who started off as a stagehand for the competition years ago and now competes for the crown. This South Texas native is a good friend of mine who I brought up to D.C. with an internship for my agency back in 2012. I had no idea how big of an impact this young intern would have on this community. Today, Gabriel has made a name for himself with the DuPont Social Club and in various LGBTQ sports communities that he plays in weekly. Let's find out about this year's Miss Adams Morgan pageant, which comes back after a year of hiatus because of the pandemic, and what Gabriel a.k.a. Margarita Swirls, has in store. I want to welcome to the show my very good friend, Gabriel Hernandez, a.k.a. Margarita Swirls, who (laughs) is a dedicated member of the DuPont Social uh, Club. What's the formal title? The DuPont Social Club. Yes, and it's been around for years putting out these pageants raising a lot of money for the community the dc lgbtq community and gabriel slash margarita swirls has raised thousands of dollars in the last what four or five years
1: yeah since i've been part of the group yeah well no actually yeah but maybe five six years
0: yeah and we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into it <laughs> about how you got started because you were you're just like a you know, prop design background down. Background oh, yeah.
1: Total center. behind the scenes.
0: You were behind the scenes before you got to get ascend to the throne <laughs> performer for the event. But let's go ahead and before we start on the actual Miss Adams Morgan, tell us a little bit about yourself, Gabriel.
1: Okay, so I'm originally from Far, Texas, uh, down
0: the Rio Grande Valley, just like Jesse. So you're not from North Dakota. I am not from North Dakota. Pop me But up. but your 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 persona, Margarita Swirls, is okay, is from North ahead. Dakota. She is yeah. from
1: Fargo. Uh, All right. Yeah, but, uh, but actually, if you look far. at my on my Instagram, I spell it Fargo, but I spell like Far, P-H-A-R-R.
0: <laughs> and for people that don't know, Far is this beautiful little city in the Rio Grande Valley where I'm from. And that's where you were birthed, yes.
1: <laughs> so I lived there for most of my life, went to school down there, and then I uh got away for college. I went to San Antonio, um, and I went to St. Mary's in San Antonio, a little Catholic school on the west side. Go Rattlers, yes,
0: that's uh, where I'm uh, I'm a fellow alum. And that's <laughs> where I actually met you almost 10 years ago,
1: yeah, at, at a club,
0: Pegasus. <laughs> but I'll let you continue your story, but we'll get to that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I lived in San Antonio for a couple of years. Uh, I worked from the mayor's office, just tried to find a job there and uh, ended up in D.C. Met Jesse at a bar of all
0: places. And you worked (laughs) for Julian Castro, correct? I did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was in grad school, uh, did an internship in City Hall. So I was working with the Castro brothers, but primarily working with Julian.
0: Awesome. So one day I had to go to San Antonio for work and uh, ended up at the Pegasus with my good friend, Richard, and he introduced me to his posse. And <laughs> you were one of five gay Latinos at this bar. And you were the one that I was talking to the most because I had some, like, you were all about politics. Because, you know, you have people that say they're into politics, but then they can't even identify their congressperson. The congressman. <laughs> but you, had, you knew your shit. So I was very impressed with you. And I kept saying, if you ever need to go to DC, let me know, cause I'm there, I'm liking it. I'm a political appointee and I was, my my goal in DC was to have the experience of a lifetime but also share it with other Latinos, gay Latinos. So every time I would run into someone and in, uh, where I was from in Dallas or in San Antonio or in the Valley, I told them, if you ever need to go and try to like camp out in D.C. while you're looking for a job, use me as a resource. I have a very big apartment in Virginia. You can crash there while you look for a place. I was basically being the Harriet Tubman of all the gay. <laughs> lat- <laughs> of all, all the gay problems. Latinos and Latinos. from back. Texas, you know, follow the light, follow me. <laughs> I have the promised land of D.C. where gay Latino politicals should be. So you did it you actually contacted me and we actually got you an internship at my agency yeah yes and i got to work with you at a professional level so i'm kind of responsible for bringing you to dc
1: so it's your fault that's what i tell everyone i was like it's jesse's fault so all complaints please email (laughs) jesse
0: at yeah i still tell people (laughs) like
1: oh i came for a three-month internship and nine years later i'm still here
0: Yes, and, and it was a joy to work with you, Gabriel, because you would always bring so much light and, and creativity to your intern projects, and I tried and hustled to try to get you into the federal government, but you managed <laughs> to do it on yourself. You but I did it. It took a
1: while, but I did it. it took a while,
0: you hustled, but what I am so amazed about you is that while you were up here, you could have easily just concentrated on growing your political career or trying to network to try to get, you know, into some political position. But you instead gave back to the community. You started volunteering. You started becoming part of this beautiful DC community community that we have. And you became a philanthropist because you attached your uh, ideas and creativity to a project that had been in existence for a long time the mm-hmm. dupont social club that puts on this annual big annual uh pageant of drag queens that perform and the tickets are expensive but all the proceeds go to benefit local charities so i really admire that you you latched on to this organization and you grew with it and people you know started recognizing you for that so how did you get involved? How did you manage to link up with the Dupont Social Club? So, uh, randomly, it was through football. So, yeah, because we're both sports fanatics. Yes, and when I say sports fanatics. It's nothing like you think, like an NFL, uh, uh, major league. No, we joined our local gay kickball club, and uh, Gabe managed to go into rugby and football. I'm like, you're you're doing too much, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: No, yeah. So i had played uh, in a gay flag football league in San Antonio. And um, when I moved to D.C., I was like, oh, I knew there's a league here. Let's, you know, let me link up with someone. So the first year that I played with the D.C. GFFL, my captain at the time was the reigning Miss Adams Morgan, Teriyaki. And he was like, hey, uh, you're new to this. You know, you're new to the city. By the way, there's a show that I'm performing in. Uh, do you want to go do you want a ticket and i was like sure you know that sounds interesting why not and i ended up going with a bunch of uh guys from kitball a lot of the ball busters we all got a table together it was my first time going to map we i'm looking back at the pictures and how young we looked and like stupid <laughs> yeah, no. in our costumes <laughs> but uh yeah and i went to the show and i was like well this is awesome this is something i've never done i just walked into the ballroom and just You see all the people and all the tables and all the excitement. And it's like,
0: wow, okay, I need to be a part of this. Um, And it's it's really like uh, intimidating because it's a beautiful thing that it's at uh, the Washington Hilton, correct? It's Washington Hilton. It's the second largest ballroom in D.C. Yeah, yeah, They do the correspondence dinner. Yeah. And it's beautiful because it's – exactly. This is where they have the, the annual correspondence dinner where the president comes to speak and they roast him. This place is gorgeous the way they're decorated and stuff like that and all the tables so you think you know you paid a hundred dollars to walk into this event you sit at this fancy table and you're waiting for your big steak no they just give you these little appetizers <laughs> to fight for because you know what i love that because every dollar that you spend for that ticket it's gonna go to charity that's going. To it's eat, yeah once it beat you some rubber chicken or some overcooked meat you're gonna be giving money to the community and Tell us a little bit of the history of the pageant, how it started, and how many years it's been going. So the pageant
1: actually started. Um, it was a group of friends that got together, and uh, they were neighbors. It started in the group was officially got together, I guess, in 1985. It was until 1986, 1987 that um, they had a, they went to Annie's, which is now JR's, the original Annie's, and. It's uh, so a group of friends just decided to have dinner and said, OK, we're going to throw a little pageant. They all came in drag, had a Halloween dinner, and they chose the first Miss Adams Morgan. And so, oh, the so, next-
0: that's so it was just like a, a little group of, friends, group of friends got together at a bar and decided to do drag that evening.
1: Yep. They were like, we're going to do drags because, you know. Back in the 80s, again, you had to be very careful where you were walking around and, you know, a bunch of guys in drag. You did not want to get beat up or anything, even though D.C. is pretty liberal. I mean, it still was crazy yeah, back then, back then. Yeah. So they were like, well, if we all do it in drag, then, you know, it's safety in numbers. So uh the next year they did it. They were like, well, we're going to have the competition again. And it was in someone's basement. And then it was. um it went to a restaurant called La Fonda, which used to be cobalt.
0: Oh, my God. And it was there for a
1: while. And okay. that's when they started selling tickets and, you know, started making a dinner of it. And then it moved to the Kennedy Warren, which is um, what which call it? Uh, it moved to the Kennedy Warren, which is a condo complex that has like a huge, beautiful room that people can rent out. So they started there and then people started, you know, we're like, we have a bigger room now. Let's start inviting friends. A lot of uh,
0: volume. A lot of people wanting tickets.
1: Wanting tickets. They all heard about it. It went you know, from 10 people to 30 people to 60 people. Then it went to the um, Hilton by the Capitol. And then for almost 20 years, we've been having it at the Washington Hilton. And yeah, we usually get about 2,300 people every year.
0: And it's an in-demand event. It's the one thing that you know when you move into the city and you're here, okay, what are the big, you know, you hear about pride, but Miss Adams Morgan is the next thing they'll mention. That, yeah. That's the ticket you need to get to. And I love how you said that, you know, strengthen numbers. Because coming from Texas, you and I, you know that anything, we come from a very conservative part of the nation. And for people to dress up and drag, even for just one night, and mm-hmm. careers ruin relationships. So it's just amazing that these people were brave enough to do that, you know, and to express themselves, you know. Uh, And I love that every time I go to this event, the people that you least expect (laughs) and drag, they do. And they have these important jobs. We're talking about working in Congress and some Department of Defense, gay males uh, and and drag uh, kings, women that dress up as men uh, and all those in between. know that decide just to go crazy and dress up what they want to for the halloween season it's just amazing that 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 they chose this night and they get to go as creative and color outside the box as they want and (laughs) some of these are just fantastic we're talking theater quality costume oh the going
1: into the crowd and just walking around and saying because you know every year we pick a theme so this year it's 80s but uh, one year we did a Greek theme, and these people walked around as the Olympic rings. And when they took a group like photo, they got into formation and they made the rings with their costumes.
0: That's
1: beautiful. Uh, the one of the best I've ever seen is a, a group went as the Macy's Day Parade, oh. like Thanksgiving <laughs> Day Parade, and they had like grocery store balloons on them. So when they would walk around, it looked like they were a parade <laughs> going through the tables.
0: That's beautiful. What, <laughs> and it's what I love because it's not just that you're you're focusing on the actual pageant contestants that are all dressed up and they come out with their stories, their narratives that they perform for you, like a little theater show. But the the people that are attending also get to dress up. So I'm just amazed at all those people that decide to go all out for that event and they get themselves to dress up too. But there's the costumes that are just big old wow. And there's just the ones that just, they just dressed up to be slutty that day. I mean, we're talking <laughs> a lot of skin and it's just the most oh, so shock
1: straps thing. harnesses exactly. underwear <laughs>
0: walk into the Washington Hilton and you you know you just feel sorry for those old couples that decided to stay that very same night oh that's
1: that's the best <laughs> <laughs> one time yeah. we actually had the actual um Olympic committee from around the world was there and they were like they wrote all these blog articles about it saying like wow Washington this is amazing Like they're like
0: we, what are some of the charities that y'all help? Um, so
1: I'm trying to think back. So I know we do we do a lot of events uh, for Smile. Um, also besides for the pageant, we also do an event called Valentine's Days of Drag every February.
0: Also, um, oh, there's more than one time that you get together yeah, to do special events.
1: We, we okay. uh, so we're all uh, amateur drag queens. We can't get paid, so whenever we decide that we want to do something for charity or whatever we'll get together and do something. So we would do Valentine's Day as a drag. We did that for Smile and that was at the duplex diner. We'll do we'll do uh, two dinners. Smile
0: smile helps provide housing to LGBTQ youth and young adults, correct?
1: Yes, they do housing. They do after school programs, lots of education and, you know, with GSAs and stuff like that. So they're a great uh, nonprofit in the area. Um, This past uh, spring, actually, because of COVID, we did an event uh, called March Madness where we filmed drag performances around the city because you know everything was closed. And we raised about $12,000 for Team DC for their scholarship fund. And it funded yes. four scholarships for out LGBTQ plus uh,
0: high school students who were going to college in the area. That's so amazing. And you all have, you built this following because my God, this event, it just keeps getting bigger and it's just getting it's just the, the 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 production and the and the and the contestants the bar just gets raised each year every year every, every year every year with the exception of 2020 y'all had yes, to respect that, that year how does that feel that you had to shut down for one year
1: i mean it was it was tough uh for some folks but it was it was a good call we uh, the board it, the, even for the night of the vote Uh, it was split. We were trying to figure out if we're going to do something virtual Virtual. or we just say, hey, let's just stop. But again, this was, you know, the beginning of the pandemic. Nobody really knew what was going on. There were no vaccines uh, and and no one really actually knew how COVID spread or what COVID was. Uh, So, I mean, it was it was pretty hard. A lot of the contestants were kind of sad because people you think about your concept and your ideas like a year in advance and you start planning. I mean, we had one contestant who started working on his costumes um you know, two years ago or a year ago and had these ideas of what he wanted to do um and so this year when we had the chance we, we did a vote and we want to make sure uh you know we're gonna do all the COVID precautions make sure everything's okay uh and yeah people were re- pretty excited about it and i a lot of people in the city are excited that there's an event to go to and
0: finally yeah
1: yeah finally there's something we can do you know we're saying you know you gotta you have to have your mask when you go inside we're gonna do vaccination checks uh we actually had to cut the ballroom size in half. So we're only, oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we're cutting the attendance so in half. That way we can properly spread very everyone.
0: Exclusive. These yes, very are exclusive. very exclusive. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I, I love that you reminded me that y'all have to be amateur drag queens. Cause yes. you know, it's we're not t- that it, drag has gone mainstream. It's like you have drag queens from everywhere. When I see the performances, I can tell that y'all are amateurs. You know? <laughs> it's sort of like it's not like you're all are polished and choreographed. Oh no, know. not at all. <laughs> but I appreciate that some of you come out with some concepts that are like, wow, creativity. Yours in particular. The last time that you performed, I was giving rave reviews about how you did this whole thing, Ode to Madonna, and it just came out so beautifully done everything was well constructed you 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 put a lot of effort into these performances before we get to the actual performance how does one start to become a performer what are the levels
1: so we um we're primarily a social group uh which means we like to get together and drink and we have <laughs> events throughout the year i mean we our home bar is usually duplex diner and adams morgan so we just tell people, hey, come join if you are interested in joining the group or want to know more about the show or part of the group, come visit us every last Friday of the month. We do a happy hour. So that's one of the that I mean, just again, that's, how, you in.
0: You that's how we start. No people.
1: Get to know people and then we have i mean we i guess they're different levels we have uh we have friends of the pageant which they don't want to be drag queens but they still want to help because you know we need security we need someone helping with the ticket design we need all the stuff i mean this is all basically a group of friends throwing a party for our friends that's how we like to call yeah. it um so if you do want to be a you if you do want to be a, a drag queen or you want to get in, involved in in the performance part uh we have hostesses and the hostesses are amazing because they do a lot of the grunt work that get things get done. Like we made ballot boxes, we make signs, uh, put up the decorations, and then they do they get to do a number at the end of the show. So everyone's excited about like, you know, what is the hostess number going to be? What are we going to do this year? And then finally, um, if you want to be in the show, you ask to be a contestant. Uh so you have to pick your state, you have to pick your drag mother, which is normally a queen that's won uh before. And then uh yeah, you become a contestant.
0: They assign a state to you and you just basically have to that's what you you, you represent. can
1: choose you can choose a state that no one has okay currently.
0: that's how you ended up with north dakota That's how i
1: ended up in north dakota
0: <laughs> i'm thinking did you work there as a farm worker? What <laughs> <connection? But laughs>
1: the funny thing is that I remember going home for Christmas, going back to the valley, and there I saw so many North Dakota shirts and license yeah. plates because I guess it's all like the, the migrant Texas. workers that are working in the, the oil field. Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. The farm workers that come back or maybe it's the winter Texans that come. because
1: Yeah, North Dakota's crazy. a crazy. I maybe mean, because I've just started noticing what a North Dakota license plate yeah. looks like. But I was
0: like, but that was OK. The state- that was the state that was available to you so you
1: took i I wanted to do a state that no one had taken so no one had done the dakotas at the time no one's done washington state and no one's done somebody did iowa recently and then you can do the territories or whatever but i was like no no so i'm like i keep saying i'm the brownest woman in the midwest five years (laughs) running
0: so uh Now that you uh, you paid your dues because you worked in sets and you worked with choreography, you worked with raising money, selling tickets, and you finally decided, I want to become one of the pageant contestants. How long have you been competing?
1: Uh, This is going to be my fifth year,
0: uh, including the COVID year. Yeah, and unlike other pageants, you get to compete until you finally win the crown, correct? Oh, yeah.
1: We... Well, the record is Miss um, Sugar Magnolia, who uh, took 17 years to win. Wow. And she performed every year
0: for 17 years. And she finally won the crown. And That's she, beautiful. So everybody gets a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Oh, yeah. As many times as you want. Um, because you're all just raising money. And at the end of the day, you don't you all have to sell tickets? And get yeah, so that's
1: that's kind of the cool thing. We're, we're trying to modernize a little bit, but it's still a very underground type of party. The only way you can find a ticket is if you buy it from a queen or a contestant. So it's still very word of mouth, very uh, old school.
0: <laughs> word of mouth, but it's sort of like, this is the ticket that you want to get. Yeah. And it's going to be an in-demand ticket, and it's in a really nice place, and it goes to charity i mean you give a lot of money out each each year I think yeah the, he, uh, that are presented on stage and we're talking you know we're talking tens of thousands of dollars that are given out each year to- every
1: year and and the cool thing is that uh, well, that's one of the perks of being the queen because again if you win you get nothing you become a board member and you're the social chair <laughs> for our organization you get board
0: duties Yeah. yes
1: you get board duties but you get to choose which charities the monies go to next year so i remember like my drag mother juana when she won she specifically chose latino community latino organizations in the area so she did um a couple with the dc center where uh the the thing that i kind of liked about her is that she chose small charities so there was one that she gave them two thousand dollars and that paid for an english spanish tutor for like two years
0: that's amazing
1: and it's, it's just something that's like wow you know that You know, $2,000 isn't really a lot when we're giving all this money, but that does make a difference to, like, a lot of these smaller nonprofits.
0: So that's wonderful impact that you're doing in the community. So you've already been working on this year's performance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell us what your your creative process is like.
1: So we usually start in the summer. This year was a little crazy because we weren't sure if we were going to have a pageant. Uh, We kind of knew that that we had to do something this year, but we weren't sure if it was going to be – a virtual event or if people are going to be comfortable. Um, so we decided uh, the board decided that we're, we're going to do a full on show. Uh, and so usually in the summer is when the gears start kicking in of like, Hey guys, it's getting to that time. We got to start planning. Uh, and it's usually we just sit around and have cocktails and try to come up with ideas. You know, what's been in the news, what's a good song that I heard, what's something that people like. And, you know, we, We've had meetings with other contestants where we all like, get together and you know spitball ideas or someone yeah, says, I really like this song. What do I do?
0: Yeah, because it's not just about going out there and lip syncing a song. It's actually a, a tale that needs to be told. You get to yeah. hear the actual performer, pageant, contestant narrate a story while they're out there in their costume with so many backdrops that are moving. And it tells you a story, you know, and you're being led through this little journey adventure for like how many minutes five to seven uh we get four
1: four minutes to only four minutes only four minutes every performance is only four minutes
0: four minutes to save the world okay (laughs) so how long does it take you to get into drag
1: uh for me it takes me about um probably full-on makeup and everything probably about an hour or two it takes a while it takes a while and you're running around basically try not to sweat and <laughs> have your eyebrows come back <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what makeup do you use what makeup line do you use
1: uh so we joke around this a cover girl does not cover boy you have to use real professional makeup uh a, a lot of it is it's theater makeup that's what i tell people like okay. so it's different oh, y'all
0: actually go because you're painting For the back of the room,
1: for the back of the room, making sure that the last person sees this. Um, but it just helps with like I have a beard right now. People can't see this, but I have a beard and so like color corrector, like you gotta do a different color. And it's you know, it's thicker makeup because it act, I mean, yeah, we're we're men. Uh, and it's a lot of like playing with light and shading. So if you want to make your nose, you know, and contouring and stuff like that, so you change the shape. So if you have a square face, you know, for males, but you know, females are usually kind of like a rounder shape like Jesse's face. Um, Thank you. <laughs> round is a shape. Uh, yeah, you just play around with the makeup and you play around with the shadows. And it's crazy how you can see your face changing as you're doing the makeup. Like, you know, yeah. the, you know your nose gets smaller. You know, you start seeing like the roundness come out in your face and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, <laughs> the whole process.
0: So you got to compete against how many this year?
1: So this year we have uh, nine contestants. So okay. one of nine. Um, usually it's 10 um but this year we only have nine and uh yeah we're I mean we're it's a tight group we're all friends so it's pretty exciting it's it's really exciting to see us backstage like the show goes by so
0: fast and we're running around like crazy you, know. you would not know it sitting in the audience because it's a lot of performances we how many performance there's gonna be at least 20 well know yes. I'll do some video. We do some videos
1: this this year we're changing the videos a little bit because um, usually we, we play the video so that we can switch the sets. This yes. year that they're focusing on the contestants so we each get a video kind yes. of explaining ourselves and uh, then the Queens are doing this, this year's theme is 80s uh, yes. the Queens are doing spoofs of 80s commercials. Oh, I love it. I so love it. there's going to be a lot of nostalgia going on in the audience.
0: It is a wonderful concept that y'all put on each year. And I really love that this exists to not only get bring people together, but to raise money for good causes. So and what are you feeling about your chances this year?
1: Um, I feel good. I'm really excited. The, the cool thing that I also really love is that uh, it's our friend group that gets together to build everything. And so we kind of miss that. That yeah. moment. So we've been talking, like we started this weekend, we started building and now my used to be drag father, but now he's a contestant <laughs> is also competing. Miss uh, Don Huggins, Miss Michigan. And I got a drag Thea also. Um, <laughs> my friend, Michael slash legs Benedict. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 we had a lot of fun starting to build and we were, you know, we're again talking about each other and how we're going to support each other and, just help each other do this because again it's just friends getting together and putting us sh- putting on a show so we were painting each other sets this weekend uh one well, of my friends
0: so it's i mean y'all are competing against each other but you're like helping each other out. oh and- yeah
1: rhinestoning this gluing that you know d- 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 people are you know looking for a wig we're like talk to this person or you need this costume made talk to that person you know uh my drag sister is doing the choreography for three people <laughs> oh for three God. of the numbers so
0: it's like you're doing it for the show
1: not Oh de- definitely uh Joe uh or uh Don he um he shot all the videos edited all the videos uh he mixed music for almost all the contestants like yeah we're just we're doing this for the show
0: uh i have three questions for you. <laughs> what is the capital of North Dakota? Bismarck. Alright, you got that right. Ding. What is the biggest export? And you can't uh, say you. Sunflowers. Actually, it's light petroleum oils. Oh, okay. 30% well, well, of the export, uh, export uh, <laughs> oils is light petroleum petroleum oils. And then so they got rid of their pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all sent out a lot of ky uh <laughs> next, uh what is north dakota's biggest pride when is it held june july or august oh I, I actually knew this one
1: uh because it's in bismarck right i thought it was gonna be in fargo because fargo just had their pride i think it's in july
0: well it's the pride block party and it was held on august 14th in fargo yeah okay yeah. And RuPaul's drag race alum Alexis Mattel actually headlined the event.
1: So oh
0: Latino connection to North Dakota. All right. And last question. One of the most famous people out of North Dakota. Blonde TV actress from the 70s. Oh, I was gonna say Lawrence Wilk,
1: but no. <laughs> Isn't it uh Wrong Blonde. Wrong blonde.
0: Famous it's... 1970s actress.
1: Is it fair no, not Fair Fawcett?
0: No. That, she's from corpus she's
1: from corpus that's right yeah uh who i don't know
0: dressed to kill police woman her name was angie dickinson she's still oh, alive. okay okay
1: okay she's still alive still looks gorgeous still well, alive yeah she's still, yeah she's still around
0: yes she was the original police woman um famous people not that many famous people that i know but, the, the hawkeye
1: uh, from uh what was show?
0: yep Hostamil.
1: He yeah. does all the commercials for North Dakota because they had this whole like tourism thing about being legendary. And it's just like him running around shirtless. So I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> we'll take that.
1: We'll take that. But so
0: now they got margarita swirls. I want to thank you, Gabriel, for all of you, what you've done for the community. I'm so happy that I chose to pick the smart fat girl.
1: <laughs> I was my, your Emily.
0: My Yeah, to work in my office as an intern. You ended up doing bigger and better things in dc than i thought you were just going to be there for one summer and you ended up falling in love with the place and staying in dc and now you're doing so so much good in this city so i want to thank you so much so before we leave how can people learn more about miss adams morgan
1: okay we do have a website we just launched it this year it's miss adams and do
0: you have your own page margarita
1: I do. Uh, I was gonna say, you can, you can go on the page, you can see all our uh, <laughs> restrictions download. and get tickets. You can also uh, meet all the contestants and see their Facebook and Instagrams. Mine is Margo from Fargo, and it's spelled oh. P-H-A-R-R-G-O. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, I'm Margarita Swirls.
0: Thank you so much, Gabriel. I really <laughs> appreciate uh, this fun interview that you gave me. And I hope you, I wish you the best of luck.
1: Yeah, thank you for uh, letting me be on the show, and I'll see you there on October 30th. 30th, yeah.
0: See you soon. <laughs> All right.